Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview is one of those that comes along every now and then where I step back and I say, wow, what a privilege to get to know this person a little better, to step into this world, to step into somebody's life in a way that, that allows me a new perspective. And Zeradash Ahmed is, is it's one of those people. He's one of those filmmakers. He's a storyteller. He's a journalist. And we're, we're talking about his film today, Nowhere to Hide, but we get into so much more than just the film. We, we talk a little bit about the technical aspects of how difficult it was to make a film about... Uh, about the Iraq war and what's going on there and post-conflict and post-occupation in central Iraq actually in an area called uh, the Triangle of Death and it's if that hasn't got your attention I'm not sure what will but you need to see this film this is uh, a film that was difficult to make it's it's not character based it's it's very much driven by kind of the events that unfold for for a man and who's a nurse who's a healthcare provider but a family man who cares about his uh, community. He cares about his country, and and he cares about others in in a way that I think is compelling for us, but also a real challenge. And and watch as Nori and Zeradesh attempt to humanize the victims of this crazy conflict, uh, this ongoing war uh, in Iraq. So stay tuned. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation uh, about the film Nowhere to Hide. And don't forget face to face live.ca for more uh, interviews. We're over uh, 300 interviews now recorded and. Moving forward, um, you know, I don't know what the next 300 are going to be like, but stay tuned. And uh, don't forget, you can also support the work that I'm doing here on Patreon.com and Rabble.ca for more information uh, about uh, other podcasts as well. Stay tuned, Zeradash Ahmed, and Nowhere to Hide. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today. Zeradash Ahmed is here with us. He's a filmmaker. He is a documentarian, he's a storyteller, and a guy with an incredibly important story to tell. Zaradash, thanks for joining us here today. You are welcome. We're we're here to talk about your new film, Nowhere to Hide. Uh, Before before we dive in, uh, I know you're in New York, and we're we're doing this interview through Skype, Um, but but tell us us just what, what... where you've been the last couple of days? I understand you were in Washington 
you're in New York, we're, we're on the edge of a theatrical release of your film. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on and what you've been enjoying uh, at the film uh, on the film festival circuit. Well, well it's been a long journey since uh, we uh, got the uh, grand prize uh, at ITFA, the world's largest film festival in Amsterdam, uh, November 2016. And ever since, uh, the film has been just uh, like a tornado for us. Uh, it's been a tsunami of demand to see the film. Um, I've been uh, almost in the all continents uh, throughout this last month, but uh, briefly, uh, last May uh, and June, July, it's uh, dedicated to, uh, to to be in state and go with the film. Uh, we started from Breakshare uh, International Film Festival uh, in the beginning of June. Uh, and then I came back to uh, uh, New York. Then uh, I left for uh, AFI uh, Doc, uh, American uh, film, uh, film Institute uh, Film Festival. And um, now I'm back here. Uh, but before before AFI, we also had in New York the uh, opening night at Human Rights Film Festival in uh, Lincoln Center, which it was very uh, successful evening. Uh, and uh, we were awarded... Uh, 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 one of prestigious of awards for uh, Kerry's filmmaking, uh, both uh, my protagonist, Nuri Sharif, and I. Uh, so now we are preparing for uh, the theatrical release uh, in June 23rd to June 29th in New York. And then later on, it's leaving for L.A., so, so Zaradash, it sounds like you've been very busy. I don't know when you found time to sleep, but, but uh, bef before we dive into the film, and, and, and I want you to sort of unpack a little bit more about the story, um, congratulations. It's a remarkable film. It's, it's, Thank you. It, it's a film, you know, I say this a lot. Uh, my students need to see it. My listener, everyone needs to see this film for so many reasons. Of course, it's about the Iraq war. It's about violence. It's about terrorism. It's about reaching out to others. It's about loving your neighbors. I mean, the list goes on. You've, you've just covered, you've covered so much ground and, and thank you. And you've chosen central Iraq uh, to tell your story. Can, can you give us a little bit of perspective on Nori uh, you know, I mean, and even from a filmmaking perspective, Zardash, you've, you've really kind of in my, you've, you've combined not only your perspective in storytelling, but his as well, in, in a really quite an interesting way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, been in the, it's been a very hard process, to, uh, to be honest, uh, about that, uh, making the film, because such films are very difficult to make. Uh, one reason is uh, uh, you have to deal with uh, the safety issue, uh, which is was very dangerous both for Nuri uh, in the first place, and then uh, the, the the filmmaker, which was me, uh, uh, and also uh, to cover uh, uh, a. a, a just to gather and make a film, gather information, gather 
uh, uh, stories and trying to put them together and make a film about Iraq war, it was very difficult because, as you know, Iraq uh, been throughout these last 30, 40 years from war to war. It's been one war ended, another started again, all back to Goldport 80s and then 90s, Great War, and then later on the sanctions and then uh, 2003 invasion by uh, by the, the American troops and the alliances. So so Iraq never uh, been resting, uh, and that also caused a lot of distrust and uh, a lot of uh, 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 in a way conspiracy about those who come to Iraq in order to film or in order to make. A documentation or a reportage or, or just working as a journalist it's almost impossible so these were the challenges all the time we have to deal with it during the process of making the film the other thing was uh, in the beginning I together with a, a Norwegian doctor we wanted to document uh, about the Iraq war uh, uh, not character based uh, Nuri Sharif was not in the in the film and that way we portrayed him later, we wanted to document uh, the war in Iraq. Uh, for that, we went there and we found out this area that I was interested in. It was almost impossible to, to, to go there, uh, and not almost. Some of the places was literally impossible. They call it no-go zone, so, so literally it's no-go zone. Uh, but uh, through uh, this doctor, this Norwegian war surgeon doctor, which he's been working for many years in Iraq, he, he knew, uh, he, he, he's, he's been building a really good network of medic, uh, which we could rely on. He introduced me to that network, and we were thinking maybe we, through that network, we can get an insight, an access. So you had a, yeah. so you had, you had a relational connection. <laughs> you were exactly you were, you were embedded you were on the inside yeah but not the, on the right side and not in the wrong side because you know my, my choices was uh i was not embedded i could i could choose that why uh, uh the, i had two choices uh either embedded with the american or embedded with the local authority or the the rebels or the the the, the militia Groups where, where there's it's it's a it's a Shia or Sunni or other groups uh, there, which I didn't like. I, I could not join them because you you are again you are embedded and you cannot uh, go to uh, places you want and you cannot get uh, in touch with the reality on the ground. Uh, so this network of medic they were there for me like they they were. They were doing whatever I wanted to do. They were taking me wherever I wanted to go, uh, using the system of the, the ambulance and also transportation, uh, accommodation, and uh, all this kind of logistic. They they provided for me. It was a, a very good uh, good organizing in a way. And those people were dedicated people. They could take a bullet for me because they trusted me. Um, that I was uh, uh, interested in the case. The, the, those people were working every day with explosions and 
nobody was taking care of nobody was listening to them no nobody was interested in in just hearing about what what they were going through so when i went there it was like uh they appreciate me just to be there so that's why i could work with them you know you know what's interesting Zeradash, to me is that nari's relationship to to the camera uh, and i would imagine his relationship with you that you know you just briefly mentioned that you know the trust and and the basically you're you're saying i embedded myself with the locals and i got access and to me that really comes through in, in i mean he's such a compelling man and i i want to know i mean immediately i want from your establishing shot of him wandering through towards the camera in the desert i i want to know who this guy is i'm i'm interested i'm I, I'm shocked by 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 everything I'm seeing, and yet deeply curious. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes sense because uh, you know, just if we you are teacher, and um, it's everything. It's about how it must um, it must the thing that you are teaching it must uh, have affected you before. Uh, it affect your student, right? The same with the filmmaking. Uh, I, I, the, the subject affected me. Uh, therefore, uh, I stayed with the film, and then the film became the way that you are describing it. Because that's a very beautiful description, you know. Like you, you love everything about the film. You like to know him because the language was right, and the film was not easy to make. Uh, we ha we decided to take these difficult decisions, not the easy way out and building just a, like all the other films that is out there about Iraq and then one side of the story and never, never so close, never so hu humanized. So the film is attempt to humanize uh, the victim of war in a way that we relate to them, empathize with them. So that took uh, for me six years. In the film, it's five years of filming. One year coaching Nuri and other people around these towns in the beginning. Uh, one year, I coached them how to use the camera, how to use the uh, language of visual, a visual language to to bring something out that they usually don't, uh, don't care about, like visually they pass by. Make them filmmakers, make them storytellers. Uh, but the thing is, in the beginning, there were 12 medics. I, I coach and I use them from different, 12 different towns. But Nuri's town and Nuri's story was pressing himself out of all the other things. And uh, around 2013, so lots of things in Iraq changed because of, as you know, ISIS and their advances. And uh, they were marching, they were taking over town after town and Nuri's town became target for ISIS. So 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 we needed to bring him in front of the camera and make that film about him because I felt like I could not turn my back on his story and just continue my my film, my story. And you asked me about the point of view. So one of the challenge thing uh, uh, that faced us in the film uh, it was who's the point of view uh, in the film, is it mine as a filmmaker, or is it Nuri as a as a person trying to survive something he haven't asked for, such as war in Iraq? Uh, so we decided to clean up everything that it's uh, 
contradict or crush crushes with with my point of view just clear the way and giving him the whole uh view giving him the whole opportunity visually and also story wise to allow him to tell the story the way that is he feels the way he senses the way his family uh go go through it so that that why that why the film is very intimate close portrait of a war uh and trying to survive it well i think you know i think you've done a beautiful job the of of drawing of drawing me in anyway and i think the by the sounds of it the, the folks that are seeing the film and others that will in a really relational and in intimate way you've welcomed you know you've welcomed me in and and nari has welcomed me into his life in a way that i would think would not be easy to do and and in a, in a, in a truthful and an authentic way it's it's quite remarkable um you you know nari at one point talks about the war i mean what a mess you know from somebody uh who must be living within it i mean it's to, to to call it a mess is an understatement for for somebody on this side of the world looking at it it's just it's complicated it's confusing we, we mixed messages how do you know how do i make sense of it uh, but even nari calls it an undiagnosed war. Um, what, what do you think he means by that? An undiagnosed war is like every Iraqi you talk to. Uh, tell him why there, there are war. What, what, you know, just ask a, a very um, a naive question about that war. They don't know how to answer you. They don't know really. They don't know who's fighting who. And now I'm saying who's fighting who. I don't mean like the guy, the neighbor, uh, suddenly he's becoming, taking part, either uh, becoming a terrorist or becoming a, a, a governmental army or whatever, or working with American or whatever. I'm not talking about that. That's it. That's in a micro level. But in a, in a, in a more overall, in a, like a, this big picture uh, level where you see uh, other regional powers involved. You see, uh, there are big giant funders for that war. War is not only a Kalashnikov, so you, you, you just try, it's a well advanced, it's like uh, uh, well planned, it's, everything is timing, everything is, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, it has uh, some kind of purpose. A guy blowing himself somewhere, that has a purpose, it's not just coincidence. So, for Iraqis, they don't understand who's behind this war and what's the purpose of it. They only know they have to deal with it and they never ask for it. And it's burning uh, little by little, uh, people becoming a fuel for that. And a lot of propaganda, uh, 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 day in, day out, uh, going uh, around with the... Uh, Putting everybody against everybody, and there you go. You don't you don't get any answer. You don't you don't you don't find any logical thing uh, uh, by trying to just look at it. You have to go back to the history. You have to try to understand who's benefit of it. And the normal people, uh, an average people, they don't think like that. They are not analyzer. They are not a political analyzer. They are not uh, militaries. They are they are normal people. And Nuri, he's a medic. He's a normal guy. Um, uh, despite all odds, he tried to help people. He's uh, he liked his job, he liked his town, he liked his family. He tried to do the best for them, and he's a good-hearted guy. 
So he speaks from the way he sees things because that that's the message of the film. That's we 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 like when when we were facing a lot of these questions. The, 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 what we want to tell by this film. In the end, I found out the only the only way to communicate with the outside world, with the with the audience, was through the feeling, through this emotional feeling, which you don't need language, you don't need culture. By there are no any cultural barricade to hinder uh, one another to understand that feeling because it's, it's a very hu- human feeling. It's like a very basic feelings. You don't need language for that. That was my only tool to just bring that feeling out to trying to humanize it in order to for you to see it, you as an audience. There's, uh, a, there, there's, a, moment, there's a moment in the film where I think uh, Nari is filming a car uh, that uh, where a family didn't quite all survive uh, an attack. And yes. I, think, I think the man asks him, why are you filming? And it's really quite a moving moment. And his quick, immediate response is, because I need to. And, and then, Beautiful. Yeah. And then earlier in the film, he talks about preserving memory. And I just, you know, exactly. it, he, he's, I mean, Nori is a, he's a, he's a healthcare provider. He's a, he's a nurse. He's clearly a lifesaver, but he's also a masterful storyteller. Yeah. Uh, that, that scene, it's, it's a heartbreaking scene. Uh, when, when, when he came back with these material, uh, because I have more other other footages uh, connected to that, uh, I didn't want to use it because it's too sensational. Uh, but the responsibility, and that's that's exactly that scene. We had a lot of problem with placing it, where to exactly to give it the right place, you know, to 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 localize it in the story in the right spot. It took time. We had to. Um, uh, uh, change uh, the, the 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 dramaturgy, and this scene was the one that we uh, moved it back and forth to just get the feeling of that here is the right place. And just because of uh, exactly why he's filming, because he have to. That was the very very. Uh, uh, main reason for me that was the 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 one of the the reason that made me uh, care about Nuri's story. It was seeing that in him, because there were nobody else uh, care about what was going on with them, what was going on there, what the what was happening to them. Nobody would care. Nobody did any uh, give any. Uh, um, Second of the intention to that, that 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 nobody care about them, because anytime American go into a place, there are always media after them, and also if jihadists go in, if they are in the Middle East, jihadists follow them just like flies, and then you have all the journalists uh, going, uh, and once they leave, everybody leaves again, and then they forget about the civilians, they forget about the those who they life destroyed. Nobody cared about them. Nuri cared about them. He did, but he didn't. He he didn't have the tool. He he could not. He could not uh, transfer that to the outside world. I became his tool, and I was willing to be that tool because of these scenes, because of these materials, um, because of the will of telling. You know, telling us this is what's happening to us. 
and we should know about it. We should not let it just go with the, in the desert, buried somewhere. We have, we have, we absolutely should know about it, and I think that's and I think that's what's so important about your film. I mean, it's it's a great film, but it's also an important film. It's one of those that that crosses both of those lines. It seems to me, and 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 I trust. I mean, I hope I'm hoping everybody gets to see it. I love Saradash. I love the scene, uh, and I think there's a couple moments where uh, you've got quite a wide shot of of Nari with the with the tripod uh, on his uh, shoulder as as he's wandering yeah. out of frame. And I couldn't help but think of 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 the rifle uh, on the shoulder of of the yeah. of the American soldier or or the yeah. or the jihadist. It's the triangle of death. Uh, the scene where he's explaining about the triangle of death. Yeah, right. How does how does somebody like Nari and many many others, I would imagine, maintain any kind of sense of of hope. I mean, and near the end of the film, he's he's asked by I, I think by the government or by the military to come back to where he worked in the hospital, basically to devastation and to death and and to destruction, and yet th- this man still maintains hope and he still. I mean, he's rolling his sleeves up in every possible way to to not only to tell this story but to help, you know, to help others. Go way be, go to go way beyond his own family, and he's reaching out in in, in a variety of ways. It's remarkable. Yeah, I, I think uh, the 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 scene you are talking about is where the Ministry of Health asking him to uh, to start going and check the hospital for rehabilitation to rehabilitate the hospital after the the fall of the town. Um, I think one essential thing about human, it's the power of adaptation. Mm. Uh, every human being has a, 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 a tremendous power to adapt. That's in our nature. Um, but we are detached. We are, we are not attached to it as it used to be. Uh, we, are, we are distanced to that attachment, to that um, uh, this ability of adapt to things. Uh, we think it's very difficult, but once we are in the in the situation, <clears throat> so some magically or miraculously wise, uh, you just adapt to it. You know, because I've I've been uh, I've been experienced war, um, just being being from that part of the world and experiencing all these different words that I mentioned in the beginning of, of our uh, conversation. Uh, it's, just, it's just so strange because sometimes w- when you are in the war, it's also very quiet. It's, there are moment, moments that's beautiful. Uh, there are, the contrast is too big that, um, that life can become very shiny, very beautiful, that you, 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 you want to, you want to, hold it you don't want to lose it it become more valuable and of course if you have a family if you have kids if you have a, a family that you are responsible for them so your adaptation uh, uh, ability will increase even more so somehow somehow with a combination of faith and and belief of the overpower like if we can call it God or, 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 or the creator or the religion, because these people are somehow connected to that. In combination with that, they 
somehow finding ways of surviving. So, 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 Fine. so your, your, your sort of your answer is adaptation and some believing in something bigger than themselves. Exactly. It's, it's more, it's more, that's, that's gives you, uh, the, 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 the power of go further because tomorrow will be better. That's the idea. Um, and, and also, uh, when you lose everything, like Nuri does in the film, you know, he 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 lost everything—the house, uh, the job, uh, the school for the kids, everything—and became somebody, uh, a number like all the other thousands and millions of these uh, IDP internally displaced or refugees. And but uh, in reality, they they are not numbers. You know, they don't look at themselves as a numbers. They they're still human. They still uh, have uh, hopes. They still look at the future. They still see the kids grown up and uh, building their lives, building uh, their future. So they live with that hope. They live literally with that hope. And they adapt to this new uh, reality where uh, there are no water, where there's taking uh, heat out there, where there is... Uh, nothing uh, uh, clear about tomorrow, how it's going to be. But you have to adapt to it. You, you need to adapt to it. You need to uh, have this uh, uh, energy to, to go for, forward. And there, therefore, he's, he's, otherwise he, his family will collapse. Otherwise, they will be in total desperation and depression. And God knows what's next. So, so, so people there, they... They have faced a lot of uh, different type of wars, and they faith have become even more stronger than than before. Combination with these two things, uh, they managed to go further, and and that's in our nature. That's in our nature to, to the will of survival is more powerful than than desire of destruction. That's that's. Nari seems to also have this sense of the other as well, you know, uh, of reaching out, and maybe that's the, maybe that's partially his 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 religious conviction and his faith and his belief, uh, and, and, but also his, this he's got this willingness. It seems anyway, just he's got a he seems to have this gentle soul that 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 wants to help that that need that almost needs to help. Like the fact that he needs to take these images, he needs to record this, he needs to preserve memory. I, I need to help others. I need to reach out. That that's the sense I got from him. Which I just like. He's got this spirit of generosity about him. I, I don't know if you agree with me or not. But of course, yeah. you know, I I I, I know Nuri very uh, uh, very well. You know, uh, even before before the film during that year that I was coaching them. You know he's a very good-hearted person, and and it's not strange because he's 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 working as a medic, and and you know those people uh, how they life look like. You know uh, in Iraq today they have maybe one of the most dangerous uh, profession ever. They go to a, a, a an explosion, for example, and then you have triple ex explosion, uh, double explosion, triple explosion, all kinds of you know experiments with the so uh, once they go to a a, a, a a crime scene let me say a car bomb or a suicide bomb or assassination or whatever uh, so that's not it's not over usually there are another bomb 
or third bomb. There are there are there are uh, incidents that there was seven time bomb, you know, seven times, never ending. Like from it was like a nightmare, and and often it's they wait for them to the ambulances, the one who saving people, then they targeting them by snipers, by other bombs, other car bombs, sticky bombs, uh, uh, all kinds, you know. And the other thing when people losing they beloved they they also lose their temper they lose their uh, rationality so who's paying for that they go in the hospital and they have some of them are military officers they go uh, with the with a heavy weapon go into the hospital you have to save this guy you have to save him and then they they start to beat people you know and and who's getting getting the most uh, humiliation is those who who's trying to save in this you know, the medics, the doctors. So they are in a constant uh, fear and and danger. But I think because it's valuable for them, it gives them it gives them something that they only they only they can feel that only they can get that energy and keep 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 themselves human and willing to help other willing to. You know, repair these destroyed bodies, these this destroyed people. You know, like we see in the film. I bet, I bet Nari would say, uh, "I don't really have any other choice." That would be, that would be my guess. If if he, would. I think he's been saying that many times to me, and and he's a good-hearted. Before even, <clears throat> I I've been documented before even documenting him. I knew very well that he was a good-hearted. I knew he took bandages to people. I knew he he visited people that that said nobody were caring about them, just totally totally forgotten, totally uh, isolated from the society. But he's he was the one going there, taking bandages, cleaning cleaning the day wounds, and trying supporting them without any uh, thing in return. So nothing in return. It's maybe in return. It's just. To, you feeling you are dedicating your life to something valuable, which I also do throughout the film. I, I, I don't I don't expect something in return because you know there are there are there are these things. Probably you do as well. You know when 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 you are when you need to do something bigger than yourself, and it's not it's not material. It's more about to uh, make um, a point in in your existence. You know it's just. Otherwise, it will be pointless, you know, just multiplying and having a family and then die. That life, uh, uh, it's about something more. And I think for them, it's about that, to help in other people in need. For you, it's to bring the word. For me, it's also being, you know, dedicating my knowledge to somebody trying to uh, tell us something. It's, it's like that. That's, that's the way, that's why we are human. That's why we are connected, all, all of us, because we are connected connected through uh, thing, uh, 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 not through materials, through values. And values, there are nothing in return except good thing, good, better value. So that, that's, that's the return. You get back the good values back. You know, you don't get back money. You don't get back material. Or, yes. So, so you get that, that feeling that you participate, you gave something, you gained something better. Well, it's a, it's, Zeridash, it's a, it's a message that, you know, it's a message that needs to get out there and it, it, it needs to consistently 
get out there it seems to me i mean uh, you couldn't have picked a better time uh, you know to release the film and 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 uh, i wish you all the success in the world with it i i think it's you know it's a it's a war film but it's really it's a it's a film about everything that makes us human and that's what i think is so uh, remarkable about it and and uh, it's a story that that needs to be well it's a story that has been told uh, but now needs to be seen and heard by by many others. Can you tell us just as we wrap up? Uh, can you tell us a little bit? Uh, it's going to be released. Uh, you've got a theatrical release coming up, which we'll put more information about it on on our website. But uh, you're in New York right now, and uh, yeah, what what's next? Next, it's twenty um, third. Uh, we start the theatrical release uh, in uh, New York. I think it's East Village. Uh, apologize for my <laughs> uh, uh, information is not uh, fully here in my head. Uh, but the theatrical release will start in 23rd um, uh, to 29th. And after that, uh, I will leave for LA. Uh, I will have the theatrical release uh, uh, from 30th to 6th or 7th, I think. And then it's Vancouver, it's uh, Toronto, it's Washington, San Francisco, Michigan, I think, um, uh, and, and more towns are coming, dropping. Uh, yes, yeah, so 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 hopefully we get more people to see this again. Uh, to try to, uh, I, I'm a messenger. I'm just like you. Uh, uh, I'm bringing this message because it's concerning everybody. Uh, you know. Uh, despite the distances, uh, uh, so we are all connected in the end. And, and if something happened in the very end of, uh, of that side, it will affect the other side, definitely. So it's like uh, we are all connected uh, more or less uh, in what's happening around us. Well, it's a message. That's the message that absolutely comes through. It comes through clearly on on so many levels. It's deeply relational and and profoundly intimate. And I so love the way you end the film uh, with Nari talking about his wife and about his children, and about how uh, without them he would be nothing. And as if this is and yet and yet he still doesn't know what the future holds. And yet he moves into it with with courage and with grace. And, and with generosity. It's it's wonderful. Uh, Zaradash, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we've been talking with Zaradash Ahmed about his film, his new film, Nowhere to Hide. Um, Zaradash, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much to, to dedicate the time to me, to have me there. Uh, hope we talk again <laughs> some other time. I, I hope we can do that too. Thank you very much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.